welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And uh, thanks for joining us again. Um, it's been, uh, fuck, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been like a week, but it's been a long time since I've sat in front of computer and had computer pressure. It feels different. Yeah, it does feel a little different than like the Instagram live we did. And, but yeah, oh man, yeah, I love, I miss recording with you. <laughs> I miss recording with you too. I had this moment. Um, I, I I listened back to the podcast because I'm a raging narcissist yeah. and I watched back on the Instagram live last week <laughs> and I could not believe how many times I touch my face. I'm just, I am a walking COVID disaster as it turns out. Like I truly am the people that they're talking about where like you see those like conferences of like health experts that are like, try to stop touching your face as they like, you know, like lick their finger to turn the page in the report that they're reading. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm that bitch. I'm the bitch that's like licking her finger while like, you know, like reprimanding Tia for going outside. <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty horrible. I, you're probably not as bad as this woman I saw at a uh, Goodwill like a month ago. Yes, I went to a Goodwill, but I had like literal gloves up to my like elbows, masked up. I burned my clothing. It was fine, y'all. <laughs> That's the point of going to Goodwill is you burn your clothes yeah. and then you leave. I just needed that fucking two ninety nine knickknack. Um, so anyway, yeah. very essential business trip, but uh, you know, you can shame me if you want, but I had my mask on, but we were standing waiting to, um, check out. And this woman was standing in like head to toe velour tracksuit flip flops. Um, and she had a mask on and she, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Flip flops have been unsanitary since before COVID. Fuck them. Disgusting. <laughs> and she pulls out this crisp, stack of ones that has like a rubber band around it and it looks like 50 ones she pulls out this stack of ones and also there's like signs everyone saying like don't pay with cash anymore because cash is dirty you know and she takes it she pulls down her mask licks her fingers and starts fingering the money to like get it unstuck and i i out loud said oh no and then like half the people like looked at me and I was like oh god oh god oh god I'm gonna start a fucking fight in this place it was like a visceral reaction I was like oh no 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 okay well it's not your fault that she did a tired trope from like early 1990s SNL like I mean everyone's making mistakes I guess (laughs) no I'm just doing it in the comfort of my own home just you know like putting my hands in my mouth because I'm nervous to talk in front of people live just literally sucking my own fingers in in a non-sexy way because I'm so nervous to see our Instagram followers for the first time ever. Oh, I love that. I was that was exciting to bring you on and I realized it so I was like I need to bring her on. <laughs> no, it's 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 true and it's so funny because like I I really did think about it like before and after and I was like, "Oh my god, like I don't have to interact with any of these people and it's not necessarily because I don't want to but it mostly is because I I don't want to interact with the people that suck Mm -hmm. and there's like we were talking before recording like there's a huge community of people that are like on our side and there's like so many just like crappy people that I see just like when I look at our posts where I'm just like that's not for me (laughs) that's not for me and my mental health but like Sometimes, yeah, it was weird because I was just like, oh, these are all the people that like us. Yeah. I feel kind of inflated for once in my life. Why don't I do this more often? And then it's just like, oh, because I put no effort into it. Okay, great. <laughs> well, to be fair, and I think I mentioned this on the live, um, I I am a control freak. And so I, you've asked for some of the Instagram passwords before. And I'm like, I don't know. It's my thing. I can't. I know. Oh my God. I feel like I asked for like a privilege one time. And then I was like, you know what? I haven't earned it. <laughs> no, it's not that, but it is it's a lot. I mean, I am absolutely obsessed with our like dedicated day card heads. I don't know. We have, we have to think of a fun name for them. Um, Date farts. Date farts. Our little date farts. They're amazing. <laughs> and this off season has been really like transformative, I think, for a lot of us in the Bachelor Nation. And I mean, I like wake up to like 
like 20 messages in the DMs like every morning from people just like wanting to talk about things and and show me things and ask me questions and like blah 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 and I'm just like it's it's but I was telling you like I honestly don't think my mental health would be anywhere as good as it is which is really saying something because it's trash um if it weren't for like being able to engage with all these people like on a daily bubble I've like almost ignored my other social media life because I was a comedian I was doing the shows all the time and when COVID hit it happened like I was like producing four shows a month you know and all of that just went the fuck away overnight mm -hmm. overnight and so like I've just thrown myself completely into the bachelor world and it's unhealthy, but I think I would also be in a really dark place if I didn't have it. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody sort of picked their thing during COVID and I'm trying to think of what mine is. It is a lot of stitching. I've been doing a lot of stitching and nothing that I've been hired to do. Like I've put that shit off like crazy. It's just like stuff that I've just been doing stuff I want to do. And nobody that paid me for anything is listening to this, I hope. Because uh, <laughs> I, I won't repost it <laughs> until I finish them. But yeah, I feel like everybody sort of like picked their thing and that's what they're focusing on. And that's the thing that sort of keeps them grounded. And at least, you know, with you, like, it's kind of hard because we're legitimately trying to not infect other people. And we are both like, I think, I mean, like I'm an introvert, but I'm a pretty social person. So it's been like really weird to try to figure out like community and stuff during this time. And so like, it's nice that you have that, especially like given, you know, your job and that you can't be very risky, even if you, even if you were morally okay with being risky about it yeah, even if I was like I don't give a fuck yeah no I can't like I lose my job so yeah it's like that's the thing that's keeping me going but you know I don't know then there's weeks like the last couple weeks where <laughs> it's like very toxic and um you get reminded that this franchise is like a like a bad ex, you know, or something. Yeah, sometimes I, I want to report our own account so you can just take a break. Like, just this this content is toxic, man. <laughs> like, stop, <laughs> you're trying too hard. But no, I like, I do appreciate the work that you do. And I'm just like, but sometimes I like, will log in in the morning, like after having like 10 hours of sleep or something. And like, oh, Jenna never went to bed last night or this morning. And I'm like, girl <laughs> 30 dash lines at the top of the instagram story. yeah <laughs> i've created 10 memes about covid picnics and i mean everything oh my god like it's wild man yeah speaking I mean, we've been talking about covid a lot let's just go ahead and tear into miss tia booth for a second i mean i'm happy to at any time i've been waiting for this my whole life which i would like to call myself out three years ago <laughs> um, because I really wanted her to be the bachelorette for some reason. And I would like to admit to all of America that I was wrong and stupid. It's really brave of you. Thank you. I think I, I was so into Raven mm -hmm. <laughs> and she seemed like the same exact person to me, just with smaller nose <laughs> and I don't know why I'm so obsessed with people's noses. I'm obsessed with their ears, so we, we yeah, both are trash. So I I really wanted her to be the Bachelorette uh, when she was on Ari's season, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, woof! Uh, even Ari was like no to that. Isn't? Did you ever think about that? Yeah. Even, even Ari was like hell no, <laughs> and he really has. Ari and Colton said no. Like, let's talk about it. Oh man, too too really strange men in the franchise were like yeah no not for me mm -mm. i'm the worst but not for me <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah i had like a lot of dms today of people um and, and this is i mean every single person said they're like i'm not saying this in a way that in you know endorses a, you know that he should do anything bad or whatever but like Colton and Tia deserve each other. Yeah, I know. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that, but like there was a lot of people had that vibe today. Yeah. I the thing is I don't disagree. It's just like toxic begets toxic, yeah. you know? So it's I mean, I think they should both go to therapy and stop. But yeah, um, what a concept. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I won't even do that. So I can't expect them to, um, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead with what you were, what our, our Tia conversation. Cause I'm so looking forward to it. You know, she, there's like so many layers to her in some ways. Like she, sometimes I'm like, okay, she's being honest. She's who she is. She's like talked about how she's quit her job to be an influencer because she has a platform. She'll do all these things. And then she'll get so mad when people are like, okay, well, if you use your platform, like inappropriately, we want to like talk about it. And she's just like, fuck off. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, we're the people who are paying your bills. You know, like, I don't know, like, we're the people who are buying your shitty brewmate coupon codes. Like, like, what do you want from us? We don't like what you're posting. And you're, you've never been good about social distancing. You've always just Mm -hmm. been like, so contrarian. Yeah. And I feel like she's always been pretty kind of aggro on social media anyway. And it's not even just, didn't she used to be like a healthcare worker before Mm -hmm. she she quit to be an influencer and then like after she'd quit she went on like this shoot where m- more than one person got COVID at the shoot yeah, the music video yeah from what I understand what happened was people were calling her out for not wearing a mask once again you may or may not have been one of them I'll let you talk about it um and then she just responded really just like oh, so you have always like worn your mask. You've always done the right thing with like mask protocols or whatever. And it's just like, that's not really the point, is it, Tia? No, and somebody somebody said that to her in a DM and they were like, that's the point. Like you shouldn't, like if you have the platform and people are looking at you, like you should be showing that, I get, you know, or I don't know. She just has to, she has to pick what side she's on because she'll go back and forth and like try to like play both sides and post like Black Lives Matter things or post a thing, but then also act like none of it matters and then get mad at us. She's like, I'm just trying to live my life. And it's like, okay, well, all of us are. And (laughs) you're just, you're just too much on this, you know? But luckily I didn't actually have to make the call to have everyone like go harass her in the comment section. She just like blatantly posts a video of her and her hairstylist not wearing a mask and I expected everyone to be fine with that. Whereas like two weeks ago, she was like, I had to go, go, I had to actually go get tested to see if I had COVID. Sorry, I had to go get tested to see if I had COVID. And turns out I didn't, but like she was scared for like 24 hours, it seemed like, you know, and I'm like, did that not do anything to your like, you know, comprehension of what's happening in this world? You got your brain poked and somehow you got worse. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, ma'am. Like, my other thing too is um, just her whole persona reminds me of like something Taylor had talked about previously where Taylor was saying something like every time I post about something political or like radical leftist, mm. pro black lives, pro women, pro masturbation, I'm talking to you about what I actually believe, what I actually think, and I lose followers every single time. But at the same time, when people do find my account, I am you know, like as a person who like primarily makes their living off of like advertising and being somewhat of a, an influencer, although she has, you know, other jobs as well. Um, she's speaking her truth and like finding her audience. Whereas a lot of these people are doing the opposite and they're floundering because every time they post BLM shit, they're losing followers like crazy. And every time they post like stuff, it's like, oh, mask up they're losing followers like crazy because they've cultivated a fan base that's racist, that doesn't believe in science, that's like anti-vax. They, and they have knowing, I, I can't believe they have unknowingly done that. Like Bachelor Nation is what it is. Mm-hmm. And there are sects of us that like, that on the left, that are leftists, that believe these other certain things, but you kind of have to pick which one you're going to cater to. And probably one of them has more money than the other one is. And I'm guessing it's not us. (laughs) Yep. Well fucking said. There has been a culture of kind of picking sides in Bachelor Nation for a long time. That's a rich history. Um, Although it's gotten more, you know, intense over the last couple of years with like the Me Too movement and like, uh, I don't know what wave of feminism we are on currently, um, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a thing and I've participated obviously in it. And, um, but this off season, when we've not had a show to consume, 
and we just have like everything else that's happening in the world like it's becomes impossible to kind of be blind to it like you kind of have to make these choices and you have to like start deciding who you are a fan of anymore I don't know like you can still follow people I posted a poll the other day about who's who's your problematic fave that you still follow even though you fully are aware of like the things they do and for me of course it's Ari and Lauren and I'm ashamed to the depths of my soul I feel like I thought a a long and hard time about that one Mm -hmm. and I couldn't think of anybody because it's not that I only follow the good ones even I think I just like ghost follow everybody where like I'll wonder about someone and then I'll just like go to their page and look because I got so sick of seeing everybody just sucking shit on my page (laughs) I think for you I think one of your problematic follows would be like Robbie Hayes do I still follow I'm not sure but you love that man I don't know I don't love Robbie Paradise I (laughs) I do not know his last name. It's hate. Yeah, it's Hayes. But like, um, I, he's like a hate follow because he's so fucking stupid. Just like a stupid piece of shit. That's all I have to say about him. (laughs) He just becomes like an uglier elf the older that he gets. Like his hairline is receding and his nose is getting sharper. I sent the group chat like a photo of him on Instagram one night at like 1130 at night because I I do not log off and it was just yeah this image of him staring into the camera and it's like photoshopped and like facetuned to no end and it literally looks like he copied and pasted that Chloe Kardashian picture. <laughs> one eye was like down on the right. <laughs> like oh my god like we need like a trigger warning for like those kinds of edits where it's just like that's not even a face anymore (laughs) like do what you want fine like I like I feel that I am smart enough to recognize when a picture is photoshopped but like holy shit man you can't think that's what you look like right like I have body dysmorphia but I know what I look like too (laughs) oh it's so upsetting uh but yeah I mean I think I think it's just kind of is, and I, I guess I'm, ultimately I'm really interested to see what this new season's going to bring in the sense that I'm not even really excited about the season. I'm excited about what the culture is going to be like consuming it, you know, because we'll be, um, spoiler alert, in the middle of an election when this show is airing. So that's a great, that's super great. <laughs> Danica's face. <laughs> I I, yeah, I wish <laughs> I should have just left it there for longer so you could take a screenshot of it. But didn't that happen during the season when Rachel was on Nick's yeah. season where they learned that Trump had gotten elected? Yeah. Wouldn't that ruin your fucking life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it has. In fact. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of who was on that season. It was uh, Rachel, who was final four. Rachel, Vanessa, Corinne, Vanessa, Corinne, and Raven. Raven. Uh, so... One of them was from Canada. Mm-hmm. Probably not a Trump supporter. No, she's best friends with Taylor. There's no way she's a Trump yeah. supporter. And then the other two weren't affected at all. And then one of them was a, a black woman. Yeah. So Ooh. nightmare town. Yeah. But it's just like interesting because I mean they're filming, they'll be filming Matt season during the election, and then they will um be airing Claire slash Tasha season at the same time. So I don't know. That's going to be a thing. So I'm, I am interested to see how it all plays out. I'm interested to see kind of what the, the tone is of online. I talked about it in that political podcast I did recently, but like, I think that I, I think obviously a lot of Bachelor Nation doesn't want to say what side they are on. Um, unless like, obviously they're cool leftist cucks like Taylor Nolan, but like, I think that as we get really close to it, I think some of them, I think, I think some of the bigger players will eventually have to come out and say something you know, I have hope. I have like weird hope that like Hannah Brown is going to say vote for Biden. Like, I know that's wild and I know she won't, but I have this dream that she will make some kind of statement, you know. I'm thinking even like subtle, like give me a sticker on Instagram. Like give me something, honey. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Also, I'm curious to see how, um, we've, We've we've talked about how Matt James is a Republican, right? Mm-hmm. So he's recording during the election. I'm curious to see how his mood might change. <laughs> like during, I mean, we won't know like exactly, but we can guess and we can figure it out. We got sleuths. Mm-hmm. We do. 
Um, uh, yeah, I wonder how his mood changes depending on the outcome. God. Well, I wonder how our mood will change. <laughs> um, it's either going to be like we're taking a month off because Danica can't get off the floor or we're taking a month off because Danica can't get off the floor. Yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> hey, we can record with you laying down. That's fine with me. That's true. Um, I'm committed. I'm committed to get through this because it's the only thing that is my constant, you know, uh, <laughs> as horrible as it is. It's like the one constant thing I have in my life. So, And just to be clear, I am very critical of Biden Harris. Of course, yes, yes, yes. We should actually very much make that clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. My hands are tied at this point. Um, and I'm voting for Biden Harris in case it wasn't clear. But I will continue to make fun of them <laughs> for the rest of my life <laughs> because making fun of Trump is too easy and I need mental stimulation. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's just, it is truly like a, a total like give me. Like, I want to, I want to like have to think about my roasts, you know? I mean, although Biden is pretty easy to, I mean. Did you hear that thing that Trump said? I don't even know if it was today or yesterday, but I saw it on Twitter today where he was like, babies are being born at nine months and it has to stop. Oh my God. Like he completely like fucked up whatever speech he was trying to give. He, he was trying to do some like anti-abortion shit and he said babies are being born after nine months and it has to stop. And I was like, President Trump, I agree. <laughs> yes, President Trump. <laughs> yeah, we should actually stop having babies because who's having a baby right now? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? Girl, the West Coast is probably still on fire. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even. I can't breathe still. It's like too hot. It's not good. That's not good. We, we are suffering here in Portland, y'all. <laughs> We're on like 110 or 15 days of protesting and... Uh, Oh, yeah. I moved right up by the police precinct. Oh, great. Good. In Good. North Portland. Uh, so just being poisoned every night. Real salty. Salty air. Um, wonderful. Fuck. Okay. Let's get to a slightly more positive topic, and that is emotional abuse. Yay! <laughs> and Ben Higgins. <laughs> I, oh, I've been waiting so long. <laughs> now, this is what is going to be really exciting, because Danica and I have... Like, I shared a lot about my interactions with Ben this week to the Instagram, but what I didn't share to a lot of people is that, like, Ben and I had already talked in the DMs before once um, back in uh, February, March. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was right before COVID because that was the last thing you and I ever went to before we got shut down yes. for a quarantine. And it was Bachelor Live. Woo! Hosted by Becca Kufrin and Ben Higgins, the two least problematic people in Bachelor Nation this year. Uh, you can quote Jenna on that. Jenna said that and not me. Yeah, the thing is, at that time, they were quite unproblematic. Because um, oh. Garrett wasn't talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and luckily he wasn't there. And and I still stand that Becca had the most beautiful legs I've ever seen in my life. She looked so pretty yeah. on that stage. I could not even. Um, but yeah, we went to this like really massive event literally a week before COVID like, happened. And um, Danica and I had a good time, but it was very silly and also very, it was horrible. I mean, it was a, it was a bad show, but it was also entertaining. And um, Ben Higgins was mostly part of the reason why it was very awkward and weird. It's like his hosting skills weren't that great. Um, nice guy or whatever, but we were just like watching him. We're just like, Who, what is this man doing? He's like reading off cue cards. It was just like weird. I think it's, the whole thing is just like the whole show is corny. Like. Ben is like a bachelor sweetheart. Everybody loves him. The plebs love him. Mm -hmm. He was probably very enjoyable to most of the audience. We were just like sort of drunk and cackling in the back yeah. because it was a funny, dumb, awkward, extremely stupid show. Like <laughs> the concept, what? What was the concept even? Like, it was just like they, okay, so they like picked a bachelor in Portland who was the least Portland person I've ever seen. He was a cop from outside of Portland, yeah. from what I can recall, uh, which might 
be incorrect, but like he came in and there were all these women. Some of them were like super charming and funny. And it was sort of just like a weird like pageant almost. We attempted to do like an entire season of Bachelor within like a two, three hour time span. And like I'll give him credit, they did it, they made it work. There was definitely there was some good dancing. It was interesting at times. Um, it was cute. It just wasn't good. No, it just wasn't good. <laughs> and I, I like. I don't think any of us were expecting for it to be good. But I think the people that were performing in it were like, "This is the best shit we've ever done. Like, this is fucking brilliant." And all like, to be fair, we could have been nice and just been like, "Oh, this was goofy and silly and whatever." But we were like. <laughs> Ben Higgins sucks shit and fuck this man and he saw it. Here's the thing is it was on a random other Instagram's account that tagged him in a post about follower count on like all of the Bachelor top like contestants and their follower account and I was literally it was like the beginning of COVID and I was like 2 30 at night drunk sad and I was just like I think it's weird that Ben Higgins has so many followers or sorry Ben Higgins is like the host of this show and eventually he's going to be groomed to be the new host of Harrison whenever Harrison resigns god bless it and but how does he not have that many followers because he's like pretty low on the list like compared to all the other like new new contestants I wasn't even being that mean but he saw it and then he slid into my dms to be like ma'am I'm sorry if I ever hurt you like but this is this is (laughs) this hurt my feelings basically he was doing some like um this is me talking as like a post-evangelical person just like a man who these are these are the kind of men that women in the church want because they're so sensitive but it's just like they can't remove themselves from a situation far enough to be like oh these is like a these are like two women Mm -hmm. that just went to your thing and are just like making a joke yeah we're just making a joke it does not have anything to do with your ability and you're still going to be making money nobody gives a shit about what we're saying like just get over it like this is one of those things you talk to your therapist about and like you learn to like adjust and get over you know these feelings of inadequacy that he clearly has and has had since his season of the bachelor we'll talk about this in the future but like he yeah he um I don't want to speak for Jenna because I, I really want to let you get to the juicy stuff about it. But um, you sent me some of the messages that he sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, After I called him out about the, the bad take he had this week. And he had messaged you back and he literally, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was literally referencing the one review we had of his performance. And he was like, I know you guys aren't huge fans of mine. <laughs> but comma and then continued on with like what became like a heartfelt apology in my opinion um and in my reading of it but it started off so just like by the way you guys have hurt my feelings before but I'm sorry about my interpretation of the Cassie Bolton situation so now I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you to let you just like fill in the blanks there because I fucking I can't. I just like I thought that was a, such a juicy moment of like okay, dude, really? It's been like six months, and like that was the thing that you just like opened up this whole thing with. Um, and I was like, you know, the vibe was I think in the beginning that he's like he maybe thought we were just like a Ben Higgins hate group and that we we're gonna just like go out there and slander the man. And it's like that's not what we're doing, dude. Um, and it, he he got that very quickly. So I don't want to say that that was how the conversation really went down or anything, but it was, I definitely thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. And again, to be clear, I think that he sorted himself out after that first he did. sentence, but that's just such a, it's such a abrasive way to enter a conversation where you're supposedly trying to have like an open dialogue with people who you disagree with, which Ben seems to be one of those people who's very much like, let's just have like a dialogue, like let's um, approach this in a way that's not hostile or whatever. But then to start a conversation with that was a little weird. But basically, like, for those of you who don't know, like what the whole argument was about, it was um, Ben and Ashley, I uh, host their own podcast, uh, where they were talking about the Colton and Cassie situation. And the way that they went about talking about it was 
uh, not tactful in my opinion. And I've had a lot of problems with the way that they go about interacting with a lot of problems in Bachelor Nation because they they seem to be people that are trying to be like journalistic and that they like read both sides but all they're really doing is shit sort of like what Jordan did right where it's just like do we believe her or do we believe him and they're not inviting in experts or anybody else. So like, even if they're uninformed, that's, that doesn't mean they can't report on it. And Ashley should know this as a journalist, like a professional journalist. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they don't have anybody in to like help them talk about it without, you know, like slandering one person or the other is really problematic. But you hit it perfectly in that sense of like, you, you can have an opinion on things you don't know all of it to you know sure but but to not do the due diligence of having like an expert or at the bare minimum like putting out some resources for people regarding whatever trauma they're talking about or I mean even a trigger warning or anything it's just so irresponsible and it was very evident like that segment was it was really painful to listen to. And, um, I had a very visceral reaction to it. And it turns out a lot of people did. Like I mentioned at one point in the conversation I had with him yesterday, which we'll get into more. I kind of wanted to make sure he was clear. I was like, Hey, you know, us like tagging you and kind of making that like post or whatever. That's not like all the people who are in your DMS right now, all the people who are leaving you really bad reviews on iTunes. Those are not all my people, you know, like we didn't send those people to you. There was a lot of people who were very mad listening to that and felt very hurt. And he was like, no, hundred percent. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, Cause it was just such a bad take to say that love makes you do these actions. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, and if you, if you don't know like a hundred percent of the stuff that we're talking about, we talked about it briefly on an Instagram live that's still on our page. Um, so we can link that, I think, into the notes in this podcast section. So you can hear kind of what we said about the Cassie and Colton situation before, and that will sort of inform yeah. what we're talking about now. Yeah. The, the core concept of right, what currently is happening is that, you know, Ben said he went on a little like monologue about how what, where do we go from here now? Uh, where does Colton go from here now? And he says like, well, he probably needs to apologize. And what are we going to need from him to make this right? And it's like, we don't need anything. He needs to work with professionals and Cassie will not work with her, but like, there's a whole, that's a, these are not us things. I mean, he does have a public perfo- uh, platform. So like, he probably has to do something at some point, but Ben prophesizes like, well, if, if he came to me and was like, you know, I was just so in love with this woman. I was so heartbroken. I would get it because love makes you do crazy things. Love can really change a person and love can really like have you act out in these ways. And if he told me that I would understand. And then I would ask, where would we go from there? And and then it just kind of derailed from there. And there's problematic for many reasons. One, it normalizes abuse. One, it excuses it. One, it also more or less blames Cassie because when he said the word, it changes a person. He's insinuating, or that phrase is insinuating that Colton was a normal person beforehand. And then the love that he had for Cassie, that she provided him, made him change to somebody who could abuse her. And if it weren't for her, he would not be doing these things. That's blaming her. <laughs> right. And that's also, as we've found out since, um, it, it's a previous pattern of behavior that he's repeated over and over again. And I mean, I think you talked, we talked about it um, in our uh, Instagram live where we were just like looking back on the episodes now, mm-hmm. we are just sort of like this behavior, this, be- this pattern of behavior makes sense um based on what we saw on the episodes like him not taking no for an answer him like uh like breaking the rules of the show like jumping over fences like running away doing all of these like extremely I don't want to use the word manic Mm -hmm. in like a derogatory way but just like these incredibly like um these behaviors that are so poorly thought out and self-serving um, and manipulative in order to get hit 
to get Cassie to be with him. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it, it rings true just over time. And I think like, um, reading some of the documents, I think you've read all of the documents. I've read bits and pieces. Uh, it's not surprising. And it's like, it's so strange that these are behaviors that like, I mean, even you and I, yeah, again, you have, you did a live this week where you talked about being in an abusive relationship. I've also been in an abusive relationship. And like, even as a person who's been in a, an abusive relationship, it's hard for me to recognize these behaviors as abusive. Oh, totally. because sometimes they seem like super innocent. Even when I was like reading the papers, you know, at first I was like, is that really like, is that abuse? And like gaslighting my own experience and my own self, like just like trying to think about like, oh, like, is that weird to like do these certain behaviors? Because it didn't, it didn't seem like I could be hurt before, mm -hmm. but like then just like taking time to like meditate on it and think about it. Like that's such weird behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Weird is the nicest word I can say. <laughs> exactly about that sorry I don't mean to minimize it at all by saying weird but like it it is and it's and, and then here's the thing we probably shouldn't be even like you know no one should be reading these things probably and like this is not our uh it's it's really upsetting it's a private matter that got made public and I think you know a silver lining to some of it being public is that hopefully women or anyone really um can see that these things and kind of see the red flags in their own life and and, and I think that's also a silver lining of the Ben Higgins element too, is like, if you, if you heard that and that resonated with you in some way, whether it's you're currently in an abusive relationship with the excuse of love being the reason why these actions are happening, then maybe you stopped this week and were like, oh, let me think about this a little bit more, you know, or maybe it validated you in a way if you've already been through, you know, abuse and you, I don't know, see the discourse that we're having about it. You know, that's kind of why I did that live. Cause I was just like, I hope that this is like helpful to, to somebody, you know, who can. Right. And I think too, part of the um, problem that I wound up having with Ben is just like, why is one of your first five thoughts, how does Colton not get canceled yeah. because of this situation? That should not be anybody's focus whatsoever. Like if, if people decide, because again, I don't a thousand percent believe that cancel culture is real. I think that you are perfectly allowed to not trust people and not allow them to be a part of your life or circles anymore. If they prove to be abusive or gross or racist or whatever, like knock them out, dude. Like they're going to be fine. They're going to have other people in their life as we've seen <laughs> that will support them through whatever bullshit they fucking do. Right. Like everybody has somebody that's going to keep doing it. Yeah. Your first thought in this situation shouldn't be like, should Colton really be canceled because he put a fucking tracker on her car? Like, yeah, like some people aren't going to feel safe around him and aren't going to want to follow him anymore. That's, that was his choice. Mm -hmm. He did, that. he did that. That wasn't a choice any of us made. I got to get to really kind of say that to Ben yesterday on the phone, and it was a, probably one of my favorite moments. <laughs> so basically, the long and the short of it is that he eventually, in our, our DMs together, he suggested, he said, like, hey, I would love an opportunity to talk to you on the phone so we can actually have a real dialogue and you can hear my apology and we can we can work through this and show you that like I'm learning and I was like yeah let's do it like I'm fine with that um and so I got Ben Higgins's phone number he sent it to me which was kind of weird and weird in the sense that I'm like I have a contestant's phone number like in my it's, it's just like mind-blowing and I get on the phone with him and it is such a do you know about like parasocial relationships no, I don't know. What it's like is. the, it's the concept of like a relationship you have with people that you see in your phone and your TV who are looking directly at you, talking to you, mostly on social media, mm -hmm. like all the Instagram stories, everything. Like you have a parasocial relationship with whoever like your favorite follow is, you know? Oh, so like people that you like hear mm -hmm. that you think you know them yeah. because you've seen them or like listen to them. Okay. Yeah, so and they're listen. like talking, you know, to you, Hey guys, so I'm going to this today. And you're like, I'm a part of this. This is a parasocial relationship. And I heard his voice on the phone. I was like, I know this man, <laughs> like, you know, like, it like was in my head. I was like this, I, I know this man. Like, I've known him for a long time. It feels like, cause I've watched him on TV and now he's in my ear. Um, main takeaway from it is that it was a very genuine conversation 
It was very constructive. It was very real. Like I could hear the pain in his voice and even like, and I, you know, even the pain in him admitting that like, this is not fun. He like kind of was like, this isn't, I'm not enjoying this. I went in like within a 24 hour period having basically a lot of people tell me they don't feel safe around me and that they, that now they see me as somebody who's dangerous. And he's like, that's not who I am. That's not who I believe to be myself, you know? And so all of a sudden people are saying that I'm dangerous in a way because I am not, I said something really harmful is not a good feeling. And honestly, I respected that he just like admitted that I was like, yeah, I can totally imagine this does not feel good. Like you mm-hmm. did not realize that this was going to, you know, um, he apologized thoroughly. He said he, his words did not match his intentions. He also obviously um, agreed that like, that doesn't matter. He's like, my intentions were different, but the consequences are very much present. And like, I hurt a lot of people. I hurt you. I've hurt like so many people and that, and I don't want to do that. I think that if I had more time to really like had an in-depth conversation, I would have not said all of what I said. And but then like later on, I, ha- I had a talking point and I was like, hey, this is like talking to you, but talking to like everybody and talking to Bachelor Nation. I was like, I almost don't blame you for what you said because it's like society. It's the what it's what the show shows, you know, like when Chris Harrison tells Hannah B, like all these men are treating you badly because they love you, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what we're being told. And society is constantly telling you that love does these things to you. So I'm like, I honestly, even if you kind of believe what you said, at the moment, at the time you said it, and then realized how harmful that was later, that's also just, like, real. Like, it's not good, but, like, that is what you said, and I have to believe that in some part of you, you kind of, quote-unquote, believed it. Maybe you don't really believe it, and you don't, you regret saying it, but, like, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, and I think, too, like, you can't really separate um, Ben from evangelicalism. No, you can't. So like, I have a lot of stuff to say about that, that I won't enter into now, but <laughs> slide into Danica's DMs about that. Um, yeah. So we kind of had this conversation. He, he tells me um, a couple interesting things that, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention all of this, but I, I feel like it's fine. Um, he was frustrated that like iHeartRadio didn't ask him, Hey, can you clarify what you're saying? Can we not put this on the air? Like, he has editors and like people and producers who listen to it. And he said like a whole team of people listened to that episode and saw nothing wrong with it. And it's not like we're, I'm not taking the blame off of him, but it's just like an interesting element to it. And then he also basically talked about how that post that was made on the website or the Instagram for like the town hall was not his choice at all. Like he had no idea it was even being made. It was like this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I would argue on his behalf for that yeah. because like as a person who works as a writer who has worked with major publications and like I don't have any control over like headlines yeah. I don't have any control over final edits yeah. I don't have any control over social media whatsoever yeah and I can push back after the fact mm-hmm. which is I'm assuming what he's doing yeah, he said he's like I just got off a conversation with iHeartRadio where I like was like this is not okay you know But I think one of the things that's important to know with podcasting, with social media, with writing is like the more controversial the opinion, the more clicks they get and the more money the publication or studio makes. Mm -hmm. So like it's not necessarily always in the editor's best interests to edit to make it more PC, especially for iHeart, especially for iHeart. Um, which I would argue is a very, very middle of the road kind of platform publication. Yeah. So again, that doesn't absolve absolve him from everything, but I'm happy to know that he did try to push back after he received pushback himself. And he basically, before our phone conversation also had said that he did a, like a three hour podcast episode with Ashley, an expert and Elise from Colton season, um, okay. who has dealt with um, a soccer of her own. And so he, they brought on somebody who has like actual experience with it. And I guess they had like a three hour podcast. He said, I barely spoke because like, I just truly let them talk about it and like educate us. And at one point in the conversation, after I like kind of really like, I went into depth about like how this is not okay and normalizing and blah, 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 blah. 
he's like, I want you to know, like, what you just said to me was almost like exactly what all these people said to me. He's like, I think if you listen to the episode, you're going to be like, yeah, that's what I said to Ben. That's what I said to Ben. And that made me like feel kind of good. I was like, wow, okay. Like, this is all, I'm not kind of just like making this up in my head, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of validating. And then we just had a really interesting conversation about cancel culture that I, I think this man, I don't remember, I think he's like 30 or something like that. I'm not quite sure. He's old. Yeah, he's like 32. 32. He's, he's younger than Andrew, which like makes me yeah. crazy. Younger than me, technically. And I don't think he expected this like 35-year-old like Portland like leftist cuck my favorite term to just like come in and just like start using these terms and being like let's talk about this in this specific way and like and I kind of really put it out him I was like cancel culture is bullshit Colton's not being canceled he never fucking will be um I'm like Louis CK didn't get canceled like all these people didn't cancel I brought up Blake you know I really tried to like find the line where I didn't sound like a crazy bachelor nation person who was like let's talk about the you know all of the people yeah. you know but I was like this is a good example though you know like Blake got called a fuck boy for doing fuck boy tendencies and I'm sure he got harassed in his DMs. I'm sure he got nasty messages. I'm not. And I'm sure it hurt his feelings. Like, and it, and it affects his mental health. I'm not denying that in any way. But he did not get canceled. He still has a platform. And he still sells SpawnCon. And people still fucking put him on shit. Like, he's fine. Right? I mean, uh, whatever. And, like, and then I said, but, you know, well, let's talk about the real specifics, too. If you want to fucking use an example like this, which Ben wasn't using it, but but Bachelor Nation has been using it, and Blake has been using it. Blake said to me in his DMs, like, I've been canceled, so this is, like, whatever. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't believe women immediately because I've been canceled before. That's what okay. he was and I said, when I said to Ben, I said, these are, like, two fucking separate things, though. Like, he did a fuckboy thing and got called for and shat on on TV, and Colton broke the law and harassed a woman. And so these are two separate fucking things, and I don't and I was like, if Colton literally loses tons of followers, loses a handful of spawn cons, and his platform is lowered a little bit, and he always will have a little bit of grime on his name, I am 100% okay with that because he did something wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering, like, all of these people, like, not saying that anybody that we've been talking about has said any of this, but just, like, people that believe sort of the same kinds of things being like, oh, why don't they ever report it to police? Well, well, because when they report it to police, the biggest people in their communities will be like, well, let's take a poll to see who's right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the amount of evidence that you have to gather to even get the police to be able to execute like a, a restraining order is nuts all of that work and then to still be doubted or to still have people wanting to debate the validity of what has happened to you or to defend or honor the person who harms you is something that just like uh it's so even even like the jordan poll that was just like oh well like 56% of people agreed with Cassie and 44%, only 44% agreed with Colton. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's literally the margin of the election from 2016. And also just like, I, like, that's not comforting. She has evidence, she has proof, and she was granted a legal order. And I'm not saying that the legal system in the United States is just because, <laughs> no, it's not. But like for white women, it's mostly okay <laughs> at this point yeah. if you have evidence and proof. Right. So like this man did something wrong and people are still just like, but what do you think she did? Mm -hmm. And like, I'll, I'll say this, this episode of At Almost Famous, this particular one, I think the previous one, they did a lot of this, like, what do you think? Let's do whatever. This one, they attempted to be like pretty pro Cassie. And there were times where it was, they were like, it's fucking fact. The court signed off on it. Like they, I want to give credit where credit is due. There were times where they really were like, let's, you know, support her and let's, you know, whatever. But yeah, but it's just this concept of like, but, but we don't want Colton canceled. I'm sorry. We should just not even be talking about that. And, and then again, my points to Ben was like, I don't give a fucking fuck if he is. <laughs> and he's not going to be, but also like, if he is tarnished for the rest of his like quote unquote career, that's the consequence of his, of his choices, you know? 
And he was like, Ben was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it really made him like in a way that he was just not really expecting. It was kind of impressive. Like, I'm not saying he needs to be like hung on a cross. I'm not saying all these things. There's there's room for reform. There's room for like proving yourself, things like that. Because probably one of my favorite moments in the conversation was another intense one where Ben was being incredibly real in the sense that he was like, how can I prove to my like followers and friends and and people who don't trust me anymore? Like, how can I prove to them that I am working and that I like, I've realized I made this mistake and I said the wrong words and that I don't, you know, I want to prove that I don't believe that. And I want to like show my time and do all these things. And he was like, you know, somebody in my DM said, make a donation, make an apology. And that's it. And he's like, I don't feel like that's enough. He's like, that doesn't feel enough to me. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's not enough, you know? And he was like, well, how do you, how does one in general do like, you know, whatever, get people to like, you know, trust them again. And I, and I said to him, I said, how do you do that in your normal life, Ben? I said, think about it personally. If you're with a partner, you're dating somebody and you do something that makes them feel unsafe or that they don't trust you as much anymore. And then you're promising to them that that's not who you are and that you can be trusted and that you are going to make your choices and you're going to be better. How do you prove that to them, Ben, through working and showing the work and saying what you say and like, whatever. And here's the thing, that person still might not end up trusting you in the long run. And that is the reality and it's okay. And like, and I think he like, I think that resonated with him in a sense. I was like, you just have to, like, you just have to show. I was like, your, your followers, if they want to come back to you, they're going to need to see you do the work and they're going to need to see you being authentic about it and, or not. I mean, like whatever, do, do whatever you want to do, but like, I would offer like a counter to that. Like, I I totally agree with you, but it's also, it feels disingenuous to me that that's what the worry is. Like, I want my followers to trust me again versus like, I want to learn from this and be a better person. And I want the people that agree with like that kind of circumstance to like come to me as they come, Mm -hmm. you know, like like there are just like situations like you can't earn everybody's trust back sometimes when you make a mistake and I think we're saying basically the same thing I told him I said I like you have to sit in it I was like it doesn't feel good and I know it doesn't feel good because you told me it doesn't feel good and I and I also know that from my own experiences like when I've put my foot in my mouth or I've said something ignorant you know like but your your first reaction shouldn't be how do I just like get those people back like your your first response should be like oh I must have some work to do and I think that he does think that I really do feel like he does and that that was at the end of the conversation and like we had talked a lot about the work and talked about yeah you know and he listened to to this podcast with the expert and he's you know doing these things and well and and that's to be seen like I don't know what that podcast is gonna sound like you know I don't know what he's gonna say you know but I did think it was a real moment and I do also agree that it is not necessarily the best concept, but I, I, or that he's, you know, that he is worried about that, but I don't know. It's definitely something to be said for, cause I just made me think about even Colton. He was like, well, what, what do you think Colton needs to do? And I was like, I don't fucking know. But like, again, he's also going to have to prove to people over a long period of time that he can reform or whatever. I don't know. Colton's going to have to figure out what his priorities are. Yeah. And then he's, going to have to if he wants his career to be in the same trajectory as everybody else he's going to have to figure out what whichever direction of fans that he wants to Mm -hmm. attract want from him Mm -hmm. and then he's going to have to figure out how to go from there and one of them is going to be easier and one of them is going to be harder yeah Um, that's well said yeah exactly (laughs) I will say for for Ben like I read some of the dms back and forth and this is the first i'm hearing of mm-hmm. your conversation um i'm glad that it went well and it it sounds like it went as well as it could have and like his messages when i read them like aside from that first sentence they seemed very eager to learn mm-hmm. and just like somebody who like doesn't have the same kind of education and not saying that he's like stupid no, 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 at all just like that by education I mean like the same kind of life experience yeah. or experience with other people uh or people that are you know like us or have our beliefs um so it I am glad that it sounded like he was willing to listen and learn and I hope that he takes that to heart yeah I think just to touch on what you said like there was a moment that I said to that back to him and I said like 
all of us, like me, when I say something ignorant or whatever, we do something, it, you, the best you can hope for is that during this process, you actually do learn something so that you stop before you speak the next time. I was like, that's a lesson I'm really hoping you're taking with you because it has been talked about how you, you and Ashley, you know, have this podcast and you guys just kind of say things. It's like, if this is not your intentions and you really want to prove to that, you need to like stop and think for a fucking second. And like, or and then if you say, if you say something and then stop and be like, oh wait, I need to clarify what I mean. Like I need to like, you know, and I said, but that's, that's what happens if you really care is that you will start to have those things in your head that stop that like a little kick that makes you go, oh wait, I, let me think about this more. And that's a difference between a lot of people, people who don't put any effort into thinking about those things and people who put maybe too much effort into thinking about those things, you know? Yeah. And have like major anxiety panic attacks. Like I do fucking, you know, three times a week about how I'm presenting myself to people that shows them that I like give a fuck. Totally. So yeah. Um, it was a good conversation overall. People can have their opinions on him now. Um, I, you know, how you feel for the first time ever people can have their opinion about Ben Higgins <laughs> I feel like I've said my now that now that Jenna's spoken to him on the phone <laughs> everyone can finally have their opinion I love it I want to say if he somehow listens to this um I do really still appreciate that we had the conversation I genuinely felt like it was it was healing for me in a lot of ways because I got to speak my mind and he listened um and I'm not going to say whether he will what his actions will be like in the future but uh, at least I you know said something I you know hey he hasn't blocked us yet and that's better than 90% of the men in Bachelor Nation can we talk about for a second we're about to go into a season eventually with Matt James and he's blocked us he blocked us I don't even know how I'm supposed to do an Instagram account with the lead of a show has blocked us you know I found my in everyone I found my in to into the Instagram account he hasn't blocked me yet I'm gonna need you to you fucking bitch you're gonna have to let me in (laughs) (laughs) how you feeling baby no I'm great I feel like that was super great for me to like talk about it um I feel like I I feel like I should message Ben Mm -hmm. just like I'm the other half of the date card page (laughs) and I heard the conversation was good. Yeah. I'm not mad at you right now. I'm not mad at you right now. Um, yeah. And he told me if I ever want to, if I have any more thoughts and things I want to say to him, that's his personal number and I can text him anytime I want. Oh my God. That's so dangerous. He doesn't know what he has done. Fuck. <laughs> but I, uh, I did send him a text and said, thank you for at least just like having a conversation again. I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not absolving him completely for what he did, but it, it's a good sign when somebody wants to make an attempt and have a conversation. So I think that's something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say in the episodes to air. Same. <laughs> um, I do a new episode about that. Yeah. Um, so is that, is that the stuff? We have yeah. We're going to just do some like housekeeping stuff at the end and then uh, wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Let's do that. So believe it or not it's the end of September how the fuck did that happen um so Clacia's season is starting in like what two weeks or something yeah like two and a half I think two and a half weeks Uh, I'm gonna kill myself on live tv yeah um so I'm like I'm still like reeling (laughs) like the fact that we have to like actually go back into a regular season again A regular season. So they, they've started they started filming Matt James season on what Monday? Oh well they they started the quarantine, I think. They, okay. Uh so like stuff is happening. Uh we're gonna be back to normal pretty soon, which is crazy. <laughs> so um so we'll be I think back on Tuesday. Well, okay, so I don't remember if we've talked about this officially. Um I love doing this on live on the podcast. But the show is airing on Tuesdays. Oh, disgusting. Uh, yeah. So... We will be watching the show, and then we record the next evening our thoughts and feelings and terrifying nightmares. And um, and then I usually kind of, like, I think drop it that night. I don't do a ton of editing because, like, we just got to get it out there. Oh, we'll see you Thursday mornings. Uh, We just wanted to say that during this season and in the seasons to come, we really want to um, feature the voices of BIPOC people. 
And I think that we figured out a way to do it in our downtime uh, that we're pretty comfortable with, but we're open to suggestions. Um, before yeah. we were just like sending out prompts, but um, we would like to do the same kind of thing during the regular season. So if you have an opinion and um, you would like to send it to us, uh, we'll provide an email address. All you have to do is like provide your handles and like a brief, you know, one to two minute comment. And we're happy to put it on the end of our episode. The only thing we are dealing with is a time constraint. So if the show airs on Tuesday and we record on Wednesday, we would like to have it ideally by, you know, end of day Wednesday. And it's really simple with, um, people can attest to it from the previous episodes we did. They just do like voice memos on their phone. You can do it on your computer if you want. I just need it in in like an MP3 format and I can talk you through that. It was pretty simple. Um, actually you can send it to me in any format because I found out how to convert them. Um, and yeah, and just like kind of ramble, let us know how your thoughts and feelings of like the episode we just watched or like something that's happening in Bachelor Nation. And then we'll, yeah, tack it to the end of the episode. And I think the two times we did that before with a handful of um, Black viewers was just so, it was so needed and so good. And I just, I, yeah, we really think that would be something we want to do. So there'll be more information to come about how to like submit and like what to do in the coming weeks on our Instagram. So just stay tuned to that. We have, we have to finalize some of the details, but. And also if you have any suggestions and how you've heard other podcasts do it before that are cleaner than what we're thinking of, we've never really done this before outside of the couple of episodes um, where we specifically called for it. So like, let us know what you think. We want to make this as easy and inclusive as possible. Share our platform. Um, so then the last thing I wanted to talk about is something I kind of uh, just came up with this week. This um, wonderful, wonderful follower who's also an artist, um, Becca Kelly, and they have a great little Instagram. We'll, I'll tag them when we go when we go further into this process. We'll tag them and promote them a bunch. But they drew us this really beautiful little design that is a rose and it has the uh, phrase hashtag no more Garrett's. <laughs> which has become kind of our tagline for a date card pod because we here at Take Our Pod do not want any more Garrett's on the show. We don't want Garrett Yagarian. We don't want Garrett Powell. And we also don't want Lee Garrett from Rachel's season, the known racist. So we have a pledge here that we don't want no more Garrett's, hashtag no more Garrett's. And if you look up that hashtag, it is dominated by date card pod posts. Me <laughs> using that hashtag, um, and so we're gonna make a sticker that people can basically get with the donation. We're gonna work out the details, but we want to like basically have these stickers um, incentivize people to like. We're gonna make it a donation, and we'll donate to like a Black Lives Matter um, organization that we're gonna choose. And do it kind of like an honor of all the shitty Garrett's and kind of be like, hey, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. And we're going to donate money to the things that you guys stand against. Yep. To fish organizations. Right. Is that right? Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we're, we're going to be uh, evaluating what's going on in the news each month and like trying to, we're like really passionate about. Uh, black sex workers, uh, black trans people, bail funds across the country. All of these are super prevalent right now. So we're going to be evaluating the needs month over month and like changing them probably month over month. Yeah. And like maybe if we think of more design ideas, like that's, I would love this idea. Like right now we're doing hashtag no more Garrett's, but if like something else comes up later on where it's another little thing, we'll design something else um, and just kind of keep the fun going and make it so that we can be, you know, together as a community, putting, you know, some funds where it needs to be. Absolutely. And if you are a graphic designer, which, uh, surprise, we are not. Um, (laughs) and if you have an idea, uh, we're happy to work with you. Our funds are limited, obviously, but we, we, we come together and we'll make it work. Uh, so just slide into those DMs if you have any ideas. I love it. But yeah, so stay tuned for that. Hashtag no more Garrett sticker. Uh, details will drop in the next couple of weeks for that. And it's going to be exciting. Yeah. 
I'm so I'm I'm really oddly excited. I think uh, it's going to be weird and it's going to be probably tiresome and annoying a lot, but I'm excited to get in this season again with you. Yeah, that's that's Bachelor Nation, period. Weird, exciting, annoying. I love it. Oh my god. Um, we will be back in the next two and a half weeks with an episode that's gonna um it's gonna be just like me drooling about four guys and just talking about how ugly everyone else is yeah basically (laughs) literally if you've listened to our previous seasons where we've done the bios it's probably one of the messiest episodes um but I love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're the worst we're the fucking worst (laughs) I want everyone to know that I think everyone thinks that our account is some kind of like holy grail of like wokeness and that we're like doing these really good things but like our our podcast is trash I think the thing is like when you're when you're in charge and it's just you it's like woke shit and then I'm just like but what about the ugly ones (laughs) I come in and I'm just like did you even think about the uglies that are canceled because they're ugly and I'm the problem good night America that was good vote for biden good night america <laughs> thank you for listening to Descartes pod make sure you're following us on social media on instagram we are Descartes pod on twitter we are Descartes podcast you can email us at Descartes the podcast at gmail and make sure you're following your hosts danica is at drunk feminist on instagram and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about and they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need. More podcasts. Absolutely. Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not? A podcast because. Just because. Just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.